Hey, yo, no more motherfucking posts about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> Why are you being a hater on Bernie? Where's no. the love? We lost the election. Let no, him get his fucking no more Bernie people. Sanders fucking memes. Let's no? just get into it. Yeah. Oh, wow, Fuck he's a that. hater. <laughs> Special show, Sugar Tea on it. You know the vibes. Let's go. This is Lil MC. And this is Unlearn the World. And you're listening to Ratchet and Woke. 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 Yes, indeed. You know the vibes. We come into you live on a megaphone in our living room. On a megaphone? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? I'm trying to about? give like them like like you know like a level up. We have arrived. <laughs> there we <Yeah>. go. <laughs> Ratchet and Woke Podcast. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Email us questions, comments, topics, and music. Ratchet and Woke Podcast at gmail.com. Unlearn the world. Lil MC, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. Yo, what is this? I'm looking at our list of comments right now. Yeah. In the first thing I'm reading, I've never read this. It says, "Do you know what time it is? It's Friday. That's in the world's pod best pod, world podcast ever." Had a feeling yogurt pee. No, I didn't. Did you write what? this? I did I don't not know. write it's this. It's like total gibberish. Is and this then yogurt? <laughs> I think did you was... give Lillian access to our pre-production notes? <laughs> I think it was like you know when you press audio record accidentally and it's like trying to type what you're saying. Did That's you... what it sounds like. It recorded you in a, like a midst of a conversation about ratchet and woke and feeling yogurt. Okay. <laughs> All right. I mean, don't edit that out. That's good yeah. content. Right? We'll leave it in there. <laughs> All in the name of content. It's so you know. An observation I made of okay. recent is that everything for the artist nowadays is content. Like there's not a private moment or a moment in your life that you don't think about posting. Oh in my one god, way or you're totally it's so right. Sad. It's very overwhelming. Yeah, I'm saying like I get depressed because I'm like, yo, I need to be more engaged on IG Live. I need to figure out Twitch. I need, and then I'm just like, you know what? Fuck all of it. I'm just gonna sit here in my pajamas <laughs> and try and make a slacker on this Ableton using like 80s samples. Exactly, but even recording that. Yeah, and concept. I am like, here, might as well fucking record this. I look yeah. like trash, yeah. but fuck it. <laughs> Why not? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it's 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 hard to night navigate through life in in a way that is a genuine interaction without being mindful of or without having to be forced to think about, well, how can this be used to have eyes on me? And it's not even just artists. In fact, it's like, I feel like the majority aren't artists are people that want to have a following for doing memes or for like having people just want to have following. Let's just like get that out the way. Why though? It's like, if I didn't have, well, because we're, we're societally pressured into having some sort of following or feeling significant because we're now, our attention is all in the phone. I think it's also, if you were raised with social media during high school, because it's kind of like that, uh, black mirror, um, one episode where it, oh, it was where everything like, was based on ratings, or yeah, like, like how you were rated, right? Yeah. It depended on like the price of your your apartment and like the invitations to weddings was all contingent upon your rating overall. And I feel like if we had had social media when we were in high school, it would have mattered more because high school is very like judgmental, kind of close, totally. like insulated community, and like you could compare your popularity amongst each other based on like, well, I have seven hundred followers and you have forty, so I'm better than you. And I get to go. To I mean, that's party. what we do now as grown as people, right? Regardless of high school or whatever. I don't think it's. Like. I don't think it's. I, I think you can look at someone and see their following and make 
maybe it'll you make a judgment i mean you make a judgment but it's all based on but it's based on like your interaction or the the dynamic between you and that yeah i think if they're coming to you trying to charge you for a verse Oh, facts though. Yeah. <laughs> and you and you and and you're looking at their following, and you're like, "Yo, why are you charging a thousand when you got like thirty k followers, and it's all bought because you only have fifty six likes on your latest post?" Like you're starting to do the math yeah, in your head, that, and that you're like, "This crazy. doesn't add up." You know what I'm saying? And then the same thing for like whether or not you're willing to work with somebody. And you but know? I think it's also people have to realize it's like if you're because I. I've taken notice of people's followings and like how it, it translates into likes and all that stuff. But yeah. like if you run ads, then like you're going to have way more likes on shit because you ran ads for it. And so right. it's like, that's not, maybe it's kind of like buying, but it's not, it's just investing it's in yourself buying. and running you're, promotion. You're investing so. in yourself. You're running promotion to bring awareness to the product. Now the product is you. Well, that's because <laughs> that's what my, my promotional team, the, my marketing team ran me yeah. on ads and I got like a thousand followers and like hella likes. But as soon as like my ad ran out, like I don't have, you know, the it same, just, it doesn't, it, there's a lot of, it's a, a lot of what they call attrition. There's yeah. I mean, I didn't lose a lot of followers, but I just didn't get that same engagement. And I've learned now that like the way that the algorithm works with Instagram is that it really pushes more of the content where people are getting more interactions rather than like, yeah. But I also think that there's something to be said about like, if you did run an ad, the idea is that when the ad and the campaign is over, that you kind of see an uptick in interactions you see an uptick in likes you know what i'm saying it obviously is going to be a dramatic drop but the idea is if you was getting x amount of likes and interactions on a post before your at your advertising i don't really think so though really? because yeah that be, because and the really what's happening is the same people that like your shit a lot are going to see your post more right. so it's still going to be like exposed to the same group of people. So even though when the ad was running, you got all of these people like that you've never been exposed to before. Once the ad stops because they've only liked one of your photos that was running through the ad, they're not going to be getting your post in their feed as prevalently. So it it has to like, you know, how the algorithm works is the more you interact with this one person's page, the more it shows up on their feed and shit. I mean, I think the ideal situation is you run an ad the ideal fan of yours finds that ad, likes you, likes the picture or the content, then follows you, and then continues to engage. Right. And the the idea and the hope is that if you are if you approach or if you have say impressions in the thousands, that maybe a few hundred of those thousands will latch on. Right. The way eventually. you have to extrapolate it is for every like uh, say you have a. 3,000 followers, like, you want to hopefully be able to monetize literally, like, 30 of them, you know, like, and that's a lot. That's nothing to sneeze at. That's nothing, right, that's, so if you can monetize 30 people at $50, that's a lot of money, but it's, like, you just have to look at the, those, like, margins, like, you're not, just because you have 3,000 people doesn't mean 3,000 people are going to go stream your music, you know, it's, and so you're not, and then on the inverse of that, on Spotify, you do the similar thing. You get on playlists. Like sometimes you pay like twenty five bucks or whatever, and like you know yeah. you get on them, and then you get a lot of streams. But those people don't go over to my Insta. Like I had, exactly. I had like ten k streams of my one song. Yeah. But those people didn't necessarily go and find me on my social media platforms. Exactly. They're completely separate socials. So yeah, I know people to- with millions of, of of plays on a song or on their album, and they have no social media right and, and at the like, end like, you're not really monetizing on either platform so you as the artist it's like how can you leverage maybe these plays <laughs> to get a bigger look or how can you leverage all of these followers to get 
put on a show or it's something the science like that. of leverage yeah, yeah because ultimately I, without having that in mind which what you is the other side that you come to when you have experience in all of these things if without having that in mind you're literally paying to provide content for people to get rich off of Yes, and for and, and people are like, if I can just get the stuff that I want to passively listen to for free, and at the rate that people are getting and consuming music and content, 100%. it's like, this was cool for a week, and it's something that you literally invested all your time and energy into for like a year. So yeah. I feel like we talk about this often yeah, on the pod, but there's so many different directions that you can go with yeah, it, right? Because sure. it's really like a, a an onion that needs to be uh, like, you know, like to, to, to be broken down. But we have other news to get into. Yeah, there's other sure. shit going talk on. Talk about, talk about the GameStop okay, thing. Okay, so the GameStop is shit crazy. is fucking outrageous. I've been following this all day. So for those who don't know, apparently there's a group on Reddit that kind of creates memes to run up the stock prices of specific kinds of products or services that they want to see that they want to see be successful yeah so in this particular case there was a meme circulating among reddit uh readers that was specific to running up the stock for gamestop the the gaming store yeah everyone knows who gamestop is well no i mean a lot of people don't some people listen to us they may not know in any case so it's a publicly traded company so they were running up the stock and unbeknownst to them or actually deliberately the hedge funds that were betting that this stock would drop because people are now downloading things instead of buying things in stores went like belly up and they went like the, a bunch of uh, hedge funds went like bankrupt or started to lose a massive amount of money in the billions. Fuck them. Who gives a shit about right, the hedge fund? But it, but it got to the point that the apps, the, the apps that are allowing for individuals to do fractional trading stopped offering the stock and just that so people to me know, you mean robin hood right robin hood like particularly Robinhood. but there's also T- td ameritrade there's, there's a bunch others. of other ones yeah but that is what i'm more focused on that to me is a criminal act that i mean they're getting sued for it so That's we'll see good. how it plays out in the courts but that to me is a criminal act i mean i, I post about it on facebook it, it goes to show the mechanisms that are in place when to, to keep people exactly where they are, to keep the rich rich, to keep the poor and they see up. and they see like whoa, the people actually could overpower us exactly you know, from like these social media communities. We could fucking overturn these exactly. It was a stock centers. tip that went viral. Yeah, that's what you got to break it down to. It was a stock tip, but it that wasn't went a stock viral. tip. It was stock influence because it's not like insider trading. That's a, that's a better or term. No, like that's that. a totally better term. Yeah, for it. stock influence. It's viral stock influence. So the precedent that's being set is that viral communities can run up the stock and run up the value of a company and then it crashes. That's like, do you understand how much power that (laughs) gives us? The social impact of all of it, right? But then on the flip side of it, it makes you realize that like capitalism allows for free market trading until you start interrupting the social um, order of things. The social if you're dynamics. a Wall Street banker, you can... You could lose it all because some dude but, in Indiana wants to run up... But, a fucking, it, but the thing that's upsetting it is like a Wall Street banker, whatever dude, is allowed to, you know, maybe... If if he were the one that was giving this... How do I want to say? If he was the one that was influencing this this change in the stock, yeah. then it wouldn't be a, such a big problem. There are problem. absolutely no consequences for that. Right, but because it's a fucking, a bunch of kids or like nobodies on Reddit that, you know, aren't... Because it's Main Street making the money and not yeah, Wall Street. That's and, it, and, and, and in fact, it's causing Wall Street to lose money. That's why they had to create this dynamic where Robinhood could no longer offer it to be traded. 
and I think that that's criminal. Dude, get out of get out of Robin Hood now, <laughs> <It's>, man. <laughs> I know I should cash out all Yo, my. Yo, I shit just right want to say that's I made crazy. I made some I made some. Months I mean, you know, Robin but Hood. I think I think this entire. This entire year has allowed for a lot of different paradigm shifts to begin. They haven't flopped over to the to the extreme yet, but I think a lot of paradigm shifts are starting. And I think the more and more I look at the entire dynamic of, of COVID and quarantine and stay at home, it's really just a bunch of different individual networks or companies investing heavily in data collection. Mm. While everybody is stationary, while no one's really moving, they're able to collect data. You know what I'm saying? And now they can collect it more easily than ever because we're constantly on our phones. One hundred percent. Buying things online, they can collect. Like if you're buying something from a store, it's a lot harder for them to collect that data. I'm sure there's a way for them to do it, but when you're just buying every single thing from everything you eat, toilet paper, all that shit online, like they they can tell how much shits you take. Right, but they can extrapolate <laughs> that fucking data. But what's important about it is that when they're trying to determine value, value is only contingent on the level of attention that human beings are given to it. That's right? what a stock is. That's what stock is. That's what money is. That's, that's stock what everything is. Nothing. is. Stock is, is, is the air. It's all, it's a fugazi, it's, it's a, a fugazi, fugazi, it's a whatsy, it's a woozy. <laughs> mm. You know what I'm saying? It's all Matthew McConaughey shit. Yeah, Matthew McConaughey been goat, trying to tell man. us. Man, he's yeah. been trying to Come tell on. us. Him trying to put his own game, but people on this podcast think we love Matthew McConaughey. We really do, How though. Much have we talked about we, him? But we really do. Like, yeah, we really I have do. no qualms in saying that, like, yo, this dude is the truth and everything really he does. But like, but speaking of which, speaking of stocks and speaking of value, right? Uh, Clubhouse was just valued at a billion dollars, a, a billion dollar valuation. No, I was just about to say, Clubhouse. I wish we would have hopped on the stock for that. I don't. But know I don't even think them. it's publicly traded yet oh, okay. because they're still trying to get funding for it now, mind you. Chat, uh, chatty house, is chatty what we house. Call it. <laughs> but clubhouse was originally a app specifically for VCs to speak about potential opportunities of investment. That's really what it started. What's as. a VC venture capitalist firm. Oh. That's what it started as. And then for whatever reason or other, they started extending the courtesy of using the app to the world of hip hop. But the thing is that <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a VIP thing where it's like you can only join Clubhouse if you're invited, if you're invited and every right. person has two. So I think that's a way to kind of weed out everyone. Well, it's not even a way to weed out, but it's also a way to gain uh, uh, intrigue and interest well, because you're creating exclusivity. Yeah. But they extended the invitation to use this app to people who are tastemakers in the hip hop world. The hip hop. Those were the first people. Yeah. After, oh shit. So the hip hop like world went crazy on with it. There and a lot like of different people brand. are on it, but like. I think, but the hip hop world in particular made it go crazy over the last month since people were back on stay at home and Mm -hmm. all of that. So what they've done is they've allowed you to use the platform so they can aggregate your data in order to boost up their valuation. How are they aggregating your data? They're taking, they're taking information because these rooms are basically people talking about how they're thinking and what they want. But how, so when they're taking those, are they taking the audio recording and somehow? 100%. If you it just seems like a lot more difficult than taking data than to actually. Well, it's not like they're, they're. It's not like they're like they're mining it in the yeah. way that they do data mining. Are but they just kind of taking like whatever the the title is of the room and like looking who's in them and be like? Well, I I wouldn't know what the particulars are, but when you think about the dynamic, right? You think you you have rooms of highly influential people talking shop, mm-hmm. right? So very, but feasibly, you're able to monitor and chronicle and document trends in marketplaces Mm. that's data because you could you could have a very influential person say like oh i'm gonna wear this new brand of clothes and then everyone's tuning into it and they're like okay this is about to go off you're literally giving them the content for them to psychologically break down the consumer base of any industry and that's valuable information which is why they got a billion dollar valuation 
for what they're doing on Clubhouse. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, like it, it's nuts. a very it's a very interesting game that we're watching being played before our eyes. And so. I can't with Clubhouse. I'm, who has the, we were just talking about this? Like who has the fucking time for this? Like Seriously, I, I have no I time for it. Try to get all y'all to listen to this podcast that we create every day <laughs> when there's billions of fucking podcasts. So it's right. like if you listen to us, then like thank you for fucking. So with look, us. We, we're gonna do a fan appreciation we at will. one point. <laughs> but that being said, I'm just like. You know, I have a few podcasts that I like and I listen to and I try to keep up with. Even that is hard. But right. to have to catch up with Chachi House, like, <laughs> beeping me every time they're doing a fucking room and then I'll listen in and I'm like, this is not contributing anything to my life. And, like, you know, I could just re- research this and from, I don't know. For me, it hasn't well, been beneficial. Well, I mean, yeah, you're a busy person. I'm a busy person. I mean, I think for busy people, it doesn't work. I'm not, right? it's not so much that I'm busy, but I just prioritize other things. Like the things that I find important is like, I want to exercise every day and do French and like make beats and music and like education work. So like for me, my free time, I'm not going to fill it up so with like listening to people But that's, talk. that's my point. That's my point. Even you have other things. <laughs> but my point is that you have time to, you, you, you're, the time that you do have in life, you're doing it, you're occupied doing other things. Yes. You don't have the time to sit there and listen to somebody talk on a app for two or three hours, right? I could make the time, but I just don't prioritize it because it's not valuable time. It's not a valuable use of my right. time. Right, but there's a personality out there there are people who, they do that. That's I just want to tell you they, guys. That's what they do. You could use your time so much more wisely <laughs> than we do on all these fucking apps, but check us out still, on Spotify. You still gotta listen. <laughs> It's, it's the whole, the delicate dance of being in the world, but not of the world. And that's like, you know, something that I've been trying to figure out my entire life. Yeah, I know. Okay, well, let's... Uh, you also uh, wanted to talk about the Proud Boys. Oh right? my God, so, yeah. I don't even fucking remember his name. Who gives a shit? Break this down. So uh, is this the, the, the head of the Proud Boys? The head of the Proud Boys. Okay. He's like in his 30s and he's from Florida, of course. Of course. And turns out he's been like a police informant for like, <laughs> since like 2010 or some shit or 12. But for me, see, that makes sense because the Proud Boys to me are a conservative group or conservative informed or influenced group right who in, in that circle of people I understand them to support law enforcement for, so for me it makes perfect sense that a proud boy oh, yeah. would be a law it enforcement totally does. informant it's just it's like funny that this leader is like a fucking narc and like then they just got in trouble <laughs> for like ass narc <laughs> what he is oh, a hall monitor he is a hall monitor the shit that narc. he was like narking on was like like weed you know, operations and like, I think, Oh, he was a narc. narc. Well, <laughs> then I think snitch. one was like human trafficking. So that was okay, good, well, but, but it was like some weird Florida shit. And then, you know, he, it's just a lot of weird Florida. It shit. just doesn't the proud. Like we were just talking about this. I'm very confused about what, what their mission statement for their organization is because they're anti-fascist Antifa, right. but, or they're against, they're anti-fascist, they're, they're but they're against anti-anti-fascist. They're anti-anti-fascist, and they're, they're, they have altercations, or their enemy is the leftist anti-fascists. Interesting. So, no, they're not anti-anti-fascist. They well, they're all, not anti-fascist. They're anti-socialism. They're, exactly. That's not fascism. But that's my... So, so here's... Now that, that actually breaks it down, because people who are anti-fascist will often be socialists. Right. That's why it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> which is still like, yeah, it's still bizarre. It's fascism versus socialism, which is it's, they're both anti They're both anti-fascist, <laughs> but one's on the left and one's on the right. But it's just so fucking stupid to me. It's like you're an anti-fascist, like right-wing extremist group well, because, fighting anti-fascist left-wing. You're literally like the two sides of the same fucking coin. No, 100%. <laughs> I mean, politics is like that in general. But I think what you're to, to your point, it's it's... You have a anti-fascist group who their 
solution for that what they propose as a form of anti-fascism is socialism. And then you have another group that does not support fascism, but definitely Doesn't. does not support socialism. Right. So it just seems like, I don't know. It just it, seems, they need it's, a it's very convoluted. Yeah. Because it it's seems like, like nobody so, is pro-fascism. I don't know anyone in who would admittedly say they're pro-fascism. I don't think people the recognize that leaders. they're fascism, that, that they're fascist until they're, you're in fascism. Well, like, yeah, they didn't. The whole paradox of it all is that they are in support of Trump. They were supporting fascism. So yeah. they're fucking stupid. Like. <laughs> oh, but you know, but speaking of fascism and Trump and all of this thing, I, I had a revelation the other day watching Gaia. Yes. Our this new is... favorite show sponsored by <laughs> Gaia. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, so, but I was watching, actually, I wasn't even watching Gaia, but I, I appreciate anything that they do. I was watching this yesterday and it was, it was talking about the enlightenment, right? And like a lot of enlightenment thinkers like um, Isaac Newton, John D. Sir Francis Bacon. Ooh, These yeah. are a lot of people who existed during the Enlightenment where there was a lot more European interest and research in the metaphysical, in like the occult sciences and astrology, the horoscope, all of these different things, right? At a time where the rise and the influence and power of the Catholic Church was at its height, right? So what was interesting is as I'm watching this documentary or whatever the case is, they were basically saying how people who were into that kind of research of sciences and astronomy and all that were considered occultists and devil worshippers and like witchcraft and all of this right, shit. Because it was anti-Roman Catholic Church. Because it was anti-Roman Catholic Church. So and that I, was I applied that same dynamic to the entire Trump presidency. Trump really didn't give a fuck about any of the things that these people valued on the lower end, but he stoked those fires to maintain his level of power, which is what I think the Catholic Church was doing during the time of the Enlightenment. Mm. They were stoking the fears and the, the superstitions of the less educated class of people against the people who were smarter. Yeah. Right? In order to maintain their power structure and influence over the masses. Yes. It's, it's a very interesting no dynamic. There will be no more books left <laughs> and everything will just be memes so, yeah. and the people in power will maintain their power and people will talk in text abbreviations. <laughs> Like BRB. Yep, that exactly. A, that's outdated even. Yeah. Um, okay. But they don't even say BRB. They'll be like Burba. <laughs> Burba. Or like LOL will be lol. <laughs> don't say LOL to me. Just fucking laugh, yo. It's so fucking like... What else do we have to um, No, I want to do the silly list. Um, okay, so yes. So we're doing lists. We're doing lists. Every week. Yes. Oh my God, I'm going to add another weird idea <laughs> for content, even though we're talking oh, shit on how God. everything is made into content. Okay, so yeah. we made a list of Neil's. Yes, so famous Neils. Now, Neil the name. I don't want you guys misconstruing it for anything no, else. Like, don't. not Kaepernick Neil. This is oh, the name Neil. Yes, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bingo. numero uno. Number one. Yes, Neil Armstrong. He's kind of lower. He's kind of number two though. Um, Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> <laughs> and because of the Kabam or Shagam or Kazam Shazam. or whatever the fuck he was. Yeah, a you wanted to see that movie. Yes, no, yes. They, they, they like swiped that or they wiped that off the oh my internet because it was I don't know I guess it wasn't like working for his career no. anyways Neil from the Santa Claus he is the worst because he <laughs> is the therapist who wore horrible sweaters <laughs> <laughs> um, Neil Patrick Harris okay MPH is up there MPH though. is way up I think yeah. it goes Neil the Grass and then Neil Patrick yeah. Harris okay then Neil Diamond who's like also pretty low yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we couldn't think of any more Neils so we just said Seal <laughs> you said so. 
<laughs> Sounds like Neil. Seal the singer. Seal's catching a stray just because his name is in proximity to sounding like Neil. But then, okay, so I, I have this idea and I'm going to do it. Um, a little, you know, astrology, IG kind of uh, web series I'm going to do called, like, with me where I, yeah. you know, do really really simplify breakdowns of astrology like ah cancer whore full moon people gonna be bitches and i'm gonna call it star talk i'm gonna say this is that is fucking brilliant for the stupid people that don't understand neil degrasse tyson star you're watching talk. genius at work right now ladies and gentlemen this is a genius idea star talk with little love c for those who are oh too high God. to understand I the cosmos wait. with neil I can't fucking wait. I'm going to get those Is it going to be on Gaia? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to submit. I'm going to submit to Gaia. It's totally going to be on oh Gaia. My God, my life would be complete. We need like a ratchet and woke Gaia, right? Like that's totally, we need like a hip hop. We are that. That's what this that's podcast what we, is. Oh my, weirdo. see? Look at you. We just need, we, assume, we don't have like a fancy, we'll have a whole name network, like Gaia. We'll have a, that's what I'm saying. Raw. Raw. Holy shit. <laughs> But when it's like is this the ratchet because I'm on edibles? Why is why are, are you, you on edibles? Right now? I am. I'm totally on. Oh edibles. my god! You always think I'm really smarter when you're on edibles. <laughs> oh, another thing everything. I'm gonna do is on Saturdays I'm gonna take mushrooms and go on IG live and like make things until things get too scary and weird. Oh my god! <laughs> this is fucking gold. Mushrooms are legal in Alameda County, so the cops can't bust 100% me. One hundred percent recreational use. Yeah, yes. so I can do that, and I can get it. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's a it's an herb. I'll just say I found it in the lawn from the earth <laughs> in the manure. Someone was telling me that mushrooms don't actually grow in poop. Who was that? I don't know who I the fuck. I don't know where mushrooms grow or the mushrooms that you eat for psychedelics. Psilocybin I have no idea. Mushrooms. Yeah, I don't know where those go. Anyway, you bought mushrooms at Safeway, but. It's <laughs> like portobello mushrooms. Portobello. Relax. Yeah. <laughs> you buy them for the texture. All right. Well, we have a very special guest about to pop on. So let's uh, wrap it up. Okay. We are on and popping. We are blessed right now with Sugar Tea, a legend in the Bay Area. If you don't know, then you better get in the know quick because uh, she has been holding it down for ladies in hip hop and not just in hip hop, but in education and in activism. For many, many years. Um, and we've been covering ladies in hip-hop over the last week on our show. Like, we just had a lot of women in the Bay Area last week on our episode. And then we've been keeping it, keeping that theme alive and keeping it going. So we're really, <laughs> we're really blessed and, and appreciative of having you on our show. And, and, trailblazer. and, and talk about yeah, yeah. everything that you got going on. So uh-huh. talk to us. Talk to us. What's new? I heard you, I, you, I heard you have an event going on that's popping. Yeah, right now it's an event. I mean, I got a whole lot going on. I'm still doing the same thing. Music, 20th album. The Rapidemic is the latest. You oh, know, music, okay. motivation, and media. Still running the enterprise, you know, doing mm. my different elements of my social and entrepreneurship work. And um, definitely connected still with doing as much as I can. Stay connected to the community and helping change lives. And still got the fragrance company, Sprinkle Me, which is cool. Is sponsoring the event that's coming up, which is this Sunday. This Sunday at 5 p.m. is the Sprinkle Me 2021 special. We're highlighting some Bay Legacy voices. And so uh, that's how I want to start off the year. And it's a fundraiser that supports the initiatives that we have in my organization as well as in the fragrance company when we uh, get proceeds. That's Amazing. wonderful. So, who, so, can you tell us a little bit more about what, uh, what kind of legacy acts are you bringing on for this event that's on Sunday, aside from yourself? 
Yeah, so well, I'm not as concerned about myself. I'm just contributing um, uh, um, <laughs> a uh, performance. But the uh, let me see, because I can't remember everybody's names and stuff. Mm -hmm. I've been in the middle of not only uh, working on this show, but I have a podcast that okay. uh, and radio TV show series that is is um, coming out shortly, and some other stuff. So I'm trying to find the, <laughs> the flyer because that's no what I remember, yeah. but. So far, my head is all over the place, but it's some great people. Of course, it's um, Dwayne uh, Wiggins. We're highlighting the Dwayne Wiggins and Tony, 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 Tony legacy. Tony, Tony, um, we're highlighting nice. Rosie Gaines' uh, legacy. Um, we're highlighting um, uh, uh, Lenny Williams, Cece Peniston. Oh, um, yeah, mm. right. Um, Mark Curry, um, Tara Kemp. Um, Sugar Pie, DeSantos, and uh, The Real Rick Ross, and many others who are connected to the Bay Movement, and just doing something different. Most people highlight the rappers, but you know, I want to show the world it's not just the rap world out here. We got a whole bunch of other diversity, you know, a lot of diverse people and acts and situations. So um, they deserve to be appreciated and respected and honored as well. So this is one of our, like I said, um, you know, biannual events. And we're kicking it off with Sprinkle Me 2021, giving some information, doing what we do, and giving something that people can rock to and enjoy. Yes, yes. I like that you made it really diverse in terms of not only <clears throat> musical legacies, but just legacies in terms of like what we now call like the culture. And when we refer to the culture, we're really talking about black culture, young mm -hmm. people culture. You know what I'm saying? So like some of the... Absolutely. How, how important do you think the role is of legendary or legacy acts the way you put it? Um, sure. Not only in terms of uh, their position in the culture, but in terms of the wisdom that they, they have to impart on the younger generation. Like, what do you feel about that? Like, and, and the younger generation in kind reacting or responding and giving them their praise for that. Like, how do you feel about right. that? Well, I don't think we have to give anything to the younger generation. I think it mm. needs to be balanced. We can share with our generation, the older generation that has to deal with the young generation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all survive through it. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Um, depending on who we are and what we're giving them, you know, and who we're giving it to, then yes. But um, in terms of the people that I'm speaking on here, um, I think it's more so them existing, you know, and then those who have enough sense to respect the game and holler at us. And at that point, we can decide from there. But I don't think we have to give them anything. I think that, um, you know, if they got enough sense to act, then they should not just uh, especially when it comes to entertainment, you know, entertainment business, everybody heads is big. All yeah, the young yeah. egos come in the way of a lot of things. Oh, it's yeah. terrible. The head, the head is big. They're young. They don't have no respect. They think they're going to step over us, you know, and get, take it from us and stomp over us, not take it from us and rock with us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I try to make sure I stay present. You know, I'm a grandmother and I know I look extremely young. I'm going on 30. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's and right. I, <laughs> my, my nana was 29 for half of my life. Like, you, you know feel me? me? You get what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm not laying down because that's what that's what it seems to be, uh, you know, trying to make a culture of. It's for the older generation of females, especially females in music and entertainment. Yeah, yeah. you're so, absolutely right. Yeah, she speaks on it. Uh, Lil MC speaks on it often about, like, women aren't afforded the same liberty of aging um right. in, in entertainment let alone hip-hop specifically yeah. in hip-hop yeah no um yeah. i actually was speaking with one of uh, my colleagues she she works with me at hip-hop for change she's a female mc she's from vallejo she's super dope and she actually 
wanted me to ask a question, and, and I, I'm curious as to what you think um, in regards to this topic. She does feel like there is a little bit of a disconnect between the younger generation and the older generation in the Bay Area. And you were just kind of saying, well, if you want if you want something, you're not entitled to it, but if you want some game, you should ask. Is that that's what it. you would recommend? That's it, absolutely. The, uh, the younger generation think they're going to get in it and step on us, and they don't even talk to us. They'll do it for a little while, and then be like, oh, I'm tired of running around in circles. Oh, my God. Somebody, I need help. Now let me look. Yeah. So at the end of the day, when from the beginning, you need to just be respectful. It's like respecting your elders. You can't, we will run circles around the youngins, period. I don't care how much fame they got, how much money they got, experience and money and fame does not equate. You know what I'm saying? When people have Absolutely. been here longer than you and then moved around and had a whole lot of experiences and some, you're supposed to respect that. And that's the real problem with not only hip hop, but in the generations period of the last three specifically <laughs> you know what I'm i think people take for granted like the unique opportunity that you have when you're in the spotlight but also how temporary it could be you know what i'm saying you're up one minute but that doesn't mean you're gonna stay up 10 20 30 years right. and, and i think we often lose sight of that do you think absolutely yeah and you're gonna need some real friends you're gonna need some real information you're gonna need to survive so Money, you are you are being you could be have billions of dollars and you still be crazy as hell, you know what yeah. I'm saying? <laughs> miserable, you know, and you can make bad choices based on the limited amount of exposure that you have, and depending on your circle and how seasoned they are or what their motive is, you know, they could walk you right into some foolishness and then you stuck because you ain't got no way to survive. You feel me? So now you, you know, you're in position to be vulnerable and make bad choices and, you know, and then, it, I mean, it could just, it's a spiral, a down spiral that just goes on and on and on. And, um, you know, and a lot of times the younger generation, that's all they want to do. I think I'm not talking about the younger generation. I'm just speaking on, you know, on some of the generations who are connected to the music business. Um, yeah. I think it's very dangerous for them to only do music. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you need to be well-rounded. I mean, I, I mean, I, I don't just do music. I, even though I'm 20 albums in, but I was coached as a record company. I can put a record out whenever I want to, right. you know, and, and I would never just sit in a box. You know, I'm educated. I have a couple of master's degrees. I'm working on my doctor's degree. You know what I'm saying? I have a business, you know, I own schools that, present information so if people want to go to sprinkle me learning academy.com they can go there and get some information you know it's different type of courses and education and quick you know exploration opportunities for them at sprinkle me learning academy.com and you know i do a lot of, of of teaching you know but i teach as a business so um like life coaching like a, like, like a life, life coach, coach but also yeah. teach yeah okay yeah train, coach yeah i'm an expert in life skills and transformation expert and I'm a wellness and vision partner coach mm. but I also have another entity that actually is a learning academy online specifically with content for people to learn different things anywhere from cooking a sweet potato pie you know what I'm saying to you know to how to survive in this game you mm. know so that's what it do you know what I mean seems like you're juggling a lot and it's really impressive and it's really admirable and I, I kind of was curious as you as I've I've known you first as an artist, but I'm curious, would you consider yourself like with all of the different business ventures and, and all of your artistic skills and you also teach and you've gotten your ma several masters and a doctorate, like, do you feel like you've always kind of been like an artist at heart 
first or an entrepreneur at heart first? Or like, how do you, how, how do you consider yourself? How would you identify yourself? Well, you know, I came in the game. I'm a musician. I actually play the guitar and I play the bongos and the drums. I grew up in a house of music from, with music, mm. a home. Um, I grew up in church, helping run my grandfather's church. And all of us were taught to play all the instruments when the people didn't show up and when we couldn't wow. afford them. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we, was the, we was the church with the ladies with the dress on, playing the drums with yeah. the dress on. <laughs> You know, trying to figure it out, you know, yep. so, uh, you know, so it, and it turned into a skill and I played the piano, too. And then my father is also a guitarist and my mother is talented. She's they're all songstress singers. And, you know, and they that it was in my blood. I was it was a gift passed down to me. And I've been singing since I was five. I was pushed in front of the choir leading songs. So. Wow. So, you know, this is kind of a second nature to me. When I got famous, I wasn't like, oh, my God, I'm about to, you know, be famous and be the biggest. This I was just having fun. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, you know, I could be, if I want, I could be an A-list and be all over the place doing everything. But I'm my own A-list. I'm not interested in running all over the place like mm. that. I, I like well-roundedness. I enjoy my domestic. I enjoy being a woman. I put my own crown on. I wear my own crown. There you go. There you go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't rely on them to crown me. You feel me? Because I know who I am. And, you know, we've already made millions and platinums and gold albums and all that. So that's great. But, you know, a lot of my biggest successes is things that I went through when I was younger and didn't know any better. And I overcame. And the information I got from that and what it built me into becoming is who I am today. It's the wealth of knowledge that's, that yes. always pays out for sure. Absolutely. And like I said, you know, women are here to have children hopefully they want to you know what i'm saying and have a family so i've been i'm blessed to have children around in their 30s and grandkids who are almost teenagers and a fulfilled life of seeing that happen and you know i take a pause sometime i don't let the mm. music industry run me and unfortunately you know i can do that and it's you know you have to sacrifice it's a sacrifice you know because you know, sometimes people can get it twisted and sometimes, you know, people might not move as quick as you want them to. If you have to get in line because this is a business that you depend on people from. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So yeah. that puts me in position to create my own platforms and relationships that do that are mature enough to understand. You know what I mean? Because as long as I could rock, you know, I could rock a mic like a 15 year old. As mm. long as they see me come and can rock and get my ooh, ooh, ooh and smash out my lyrics, you know, flipping burgers straight, lace those chase with fake faces, real ones identify me a different way. It's TT, bass lay all day, took a break for a second, you slipped in the game. Some of you chicks controversial way and some of you chicks opened up your legs and some of you dudes act just like chicks rocking skinny jeans, male politics uh, i love it you heard i love yeah. it what you doing Ooh. right now already been done willie food the buffoon coon write your songs is you a hater a man who hate woman i'm ashamed of what become of the rap game selfish bust the chicks and tricks study hating got the females in the rap game fighting for one space now everybody want to be a rapper they made the game accessible now everybody rapping uh all the real ones stand up Fists up, <laughs> drinks up, turn up. Yeah, hey. that's what's up. <laughs> we really <laughs> appreciate. <laughs> we are, we really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. I only have one more question. I wanted oh. you to, um, and I, I don't know if you have anything else, but what I wanted to know is how important do you think it is, um, <clears throat> as as a person like yourself who is 
who has had so many incarnations in your life in terms of like what you've become and what you are and the transformations you've made and, and the elevation, right, from where you grew up to where you are now. How important is it for a person like yourself who's had that um, to be able to reflect on that journey? How, how does that help you moving forward to reflect on that journey? Well, you know, what's, what's the trip is it's still a journey. You know what mm. I'm saying? Because you can evolve, but other people might not evolve. Mm. That means they could still be stuck in their dinosaur, but you still have to possibly be in their system. You get what I'm saying? Mm. You have to navigate that and still, you know, keep yourself steady and balanced. So um, so I'm not out of it. It's, it's always a challenge. You know what I'm saying? Um, but I'm you just can't lay down. You know what I mean? And so because of you know, when you the more hell you go through, the stronger you get. You know what they say? Well, don't kill you. <laughs> well, don't. Makes you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what they say? Well, don't uh, kill you, make you stronger. Yep. So, you know, at the end of the day, um, I, it's nothing to be ashamed of. Life is a journey. You know, I write books and I help people write books um, to, to express their journey and, you know, to position them to be able to have an outlet that they can always look forward to outside of just for the systematic and traditional ways that people want things done based on, you know, society and the programming, you know, of yeah. different entities and industries, you know what I'm saying? So I think we should always stay in that because it keeps us humble. You know, any given moment, we are a number 10 steps away from being broke. <laughs> mm. That's Tell me. So, you know, the beauty of it is I don't want to ever unembrace that because again, it's a struggle, you know, sitting in my position, I smile, I talk, you know, I talk about, the successes but again i told you i'm a grandmother of six so there's things that come along with the package of life when you're a grandmother when you're a mother of older children when you're a support system to your family and you're a matriarch that's a very big responsibility Absolutely. from so many different levels because it's not just you it's two other generations at this point you know and eventually it'll be three other generations so you know there's a whole life that comes along with your life your children's life and then here your grandchildren's life whether it's emotionally whether it's mentally whether it's physically or financially you're still connected to it in your soul and in your responsibility as a matriarch that's actually handling her queen business you know absolutely I mean? that's a good yeah. way that's a, that's a good way to close it then yeah no, thank you so <laughs> you much have to, but you have to fight for your well-roundedness you know what yes. I mean Absolutely. And when you, when you want that whole thing, you know, some people will box you in and say, here, get over here and sit down and stay right here. You know, and if you don't, because they're they're the ones that's in the box. So if they don't see you out that box the way they want to see you because of their box, then they just assume that you don't have that box or you can't get in that box. When the, when the bottom line is either you don't have to or you're content with where you are. You might be there momentarily. You might not be interested in that box at that time. Or you, you know what I mean? There's so many different factors behind it. So it keeps you in that journey, in that moment. And, you know, what I do is I write. So that's what the rapidemic did for me. And I just want to be clear for the people that's watching, um, because I am all day, I'm for the community and for social change. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And for uh, my passion is hurt people that's been left behind mm -hmm. in entrepreneurship, you know, as a replacement. So the big, the big thing for me in knowledge is power. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I like to give people power. But I put myself in different positions where they are at, you know, in order to provide that. And just I'm speaking specifically for artists. Artists tend to have a uh, ent entitlement mentality. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I don't like to see them fail like that and think, one, somebody owes them something or have to get them anything. Right. Two, right. they need to be humble and respect the game and do their homework and, you know, and 
understand that, you know, it shouldn't even be about, oh, I'm about to knock them out the box. It should be about, oh, okay, I'm expiring to work like that and I enjoy what she don't let me hold my space. But they tend to get in it with a competitive mindset. Mm -hmm. And then some of them, they got so many hangups, they come so insecure because they've been kicked all over the place. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? And at the end of the day, you know, they're constantly exercising out, you know, their narcissism, basically, and their insecurities, you know, so they're a handful, you know, sometimes they can be a handful. So, <laughs> so at the end, you're like, you're like, oh, they get it. Yeah. And so when I'm speaking on artists, you know, I'm speaking on that they, you know, they got to respect the game because it, it's a big deal and it's artists everywhere. So ain't nobody just looking for talent. You know what I'm saying? Right. So you have to be a special case, you know, meaning that it's got to be a real rounded Jew, not just because you got talent or because you cute or because you can take your clothes off. Those things are temporary places that an artist can sit, you know, right. and, even then might not get where they are, even if they do everything that everybody tell them to do. So it's just, you know, I like them to go into a journey and find there's another thing for themselves too. It's like abuse when we just want to throw them on stage or put them in front of places. And, you know, you can put them out there. They'd be on drugs the next year. They send them to Georgia to go to yeah. They paid that turned out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you know, they can I'm, out of you and leave you fucked up on the side and addicted to drugs, and they can just exactly. find a replacement real quick. Shilati, please uh, shout out your socials for everybody to follow you and um, just shout out the event one more time before we get out of it. Okay, I sure will tell her about the event. And I just want you guys to know, if, you know, for the places and spaces that you go, you know, I write in them. You know what I mean? So that keeps me in a moment. I have a song on the album called. Uh, Sunshine, Rain, and I wrote it. This Rapidemic album, the 20th album, is an ep- it's, it's a really epic album because it's a well-rounded experience for people to have versus just one. Totally outside of the traditional box because I'm not in the traditional box. You know what right. I mean? I'm right. my name. They got to follow me. You know what I mean? They'll grow up 20 years later and be like, oh, okay yeah (laughs) come with me you might get somewhere in life but you continue to stay stagnated like the industry standard today in the culture has created then you know you're gonna be stuck on stupid and you will be behind like many of us are that Mm -hmm. that, you know i mean so i wrote a song called sunshine rain and i want everybody to go try it you know that keeps you on your journey when you write it's a song. I was like, uh it's been a journey but we're still here so glad we made it over but we're still here, hey. Mm. Away, but you can't quit now, now. Like riding a roller coaster, you can't stop now. Oh, 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 oh. We learn from our past, ain't no turning back. A lot to be thankful for. I'm trying not to brag while I keep my swag. These haters that keep you sore. I'm trying to get mine, something, something. I'm trying to yeah. get mine. Them jokers try to clip my wings. I see you at the top, cause I ain't gonna stop. In spite of my enemies, yeah. Sunshine rain on me. Sunshine rain on me. Rain on me, sunshine. Rain on me, sunshine. I'm gonna still do me. I'ma still do me. You do you and now do me. Rain on me. Rain on me. I'ma keep shining. I'ma I'ma get down until the end of time grinding. Hey, rain, no pain, no game. The game was cool until the players came and changed. Uh, I see the hiss in your sister, the fake in your snake. They talk behind your back, but they smile in your face. I'm sugar tea, sick witty, game infested, organic. 
branded original. Uh, I'm making panic, you know. So it's fun. You can talk smack about the situation. Uh, we're gonna put that in the promo. <laughs> totally, sister. It's been a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for everything. And um, yeah, we will we will shout out the event again happening on Sunday. We'll Legacies. We'll tap in with you. And yeah, keep living a blessed life. And we're so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you, and I appreciate you coming. And make sure everybody go get it. Sprinkleme.biz slash events. Come to the event, the virtual Sprinkle Me 2021 and get sprinkled. Again, sprinkleme.biz slash events, 5 p.m. But get your tickets early. Yes, let's go. Peace, Queen. Thank you again. All right, you guys. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us. You know where to find us. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. You can like us, follow us, comment on our posts on Instagram. And you know that we will be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. And we will also be airing this show on The Block 105 every Saturday at 3 p.m. So check us out there. I'm Lil MC. And you are... Unlearn the world. Yes, guy. he is. Yeah. And tonight, or today, wherever time zone you're listening from, we're going to be doing something a little bit differently because we have music videos dropping this week. Um, we are part of a little musical collective called Wolfpack. Wolfpack! Oh. <laughs> featuring myself, Lil MC, Unlearn the World. And the third member is the one and only Lil Flower Nasty. And all of these beats were actually all produced by Unlearn the World. That's me. And Unlearn the World song Moonlit was also co-produced by DJ Soros. DJ Soros. Who was a friend of the show. He was friend on here for a <laughs> New Year's show. Can you get out of here? Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to play you these three tracks that are going to be having music videos out for them. Unlearn's music video Moonlit will be out to, or right now, Watch Friday, as Watch you're listening to this. <laughs> My video is coming out on uh, the first of the month, Monday. So 2-1-21. And uh, Lil Flower Nasties will be out on Wednesday, the 3rd of February. Yes. I'm nailing it. All right. Two, three. Two, so three. here we go. Back to back to back tracks, all produced by Unlearn the World, uh, Lil Flower Nasty and Lil MC on the vocals. Yep. Over and out.
It don't stop, cause the real never leave Shall I proceed? Yeah. Yes, On the mic, I'ma cite the witness Ask the most high for forgiveness Shine light on my bright spirit Whenever I write lyrics And as a little kid, I wished I could be light-skinned And now my black boy joy Destroying they white privilege Paint outside the lines and adding color to the canvas I know where I'm on this planet I finally understand it I got all that I was asking I'm trying hard not to panic I'm nervous around these cops I don't wanna be Oscar granted I talk to God when I'm ranting I know that he got my answers Been cut from a different fabric Since I was rocking my glasses And that little black jacket that I always wore Now a nigga go on tour I know the time the fuck I need a roadie for I'm squeezing my 44 Cause I'm fighting a holy war If heaven had a ghetto It would welcome me with open doors uh, Angels telling me to go for yours I show my gratitude for what I got And then I go for more uh, Don't ask about the guest list We up in the building to the fake ones exit Feeling like a biggie on my party and bullshit Even in the dark I'ma shine, I be moonlit It don't stop, it don't quit It don't stop, it don't quit It don't stop cause the real never leave Shall I proceed? Yes indeed! Me the swag came naturally, made bars cause they ain't attacked her. Mad at me, ran out of battery. You previous bitch, I'm a Tesla. You long on them one after me. This rap won't make it after me. My rap game berserk, bitch. Spit so dirty, stain your shirt to get it off with a turgeon. Don't test me, pay me what you owe to me. So dope and blessed like Prince Francis with coke in his rosary.
think I ever asked to be one of your many Nor did I ask for all the messages that she just sent me There's no need for you to get defensive when you text me Just know that I know It's too bad that being petty doesn't do it for me It's not my style to put the screenshots on my IG story I just wanna roll my weed and be left alone, alone Cause it's too bad You don't know what you want from me it's too bad You can't say what you really mean Or how you really feel So just keep it real When your heart on your sleeve Another thing. <laughs> I forgot. This is very important. What? Jesus. Why are you yelling? <laughs> Am I yelling? Yes. Sorry. Fuck. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Go What's back. another Do thing? No. We just keep on. Keep it rolling. Um. Why are there so many OnlyFans in my DMs now? I. It went from. Yeah. This is what it went from, guys. Okay. I will tell you the yes. trajectory and the evolution of the scammers for Lil MC. It started with uh, the Illuminati. Yes. And then what was after the Illuminati? Um, I don't know, creepy oh, other dudes. Like weird Bitcoin people. Okay, Bitcoin. And now it is OnlyFans. <laughs> so it's it's these are like Instagram thoughts that Oh are... no 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 no. Oh my god, we forgot the biggest one. The biggest one is that Def Jam apparently texted me. Oh yes. Dude, you guys want we me should, to call Def Jam we back call right Def now? Def Jam. Okay, let's call So him. just for those who don't know, she got a, a a weird call from a weird number on her phone and it said, Def Jam, call me. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, so they they obviously know who I am. They know I'm a weirdo that watches conspiracy theories and believes in the Illuminati. They and, know that I'm a musician and they yeah. know that I like to get freaky. So they send me all these OnlyFans people. Like, I'm really not, I'm not down with this. Like, don't be knowing me. Yeah. <laughs> let's, we'll, as we leave, we will call Def Jam. Like, I'm so lonely right now. <laughs> Subscribe like, for five ninety nine. You know that I get turned on by, like, eggplants. Oh, Mm. Ah, burner account. I guess Def Jam I couldn't pay Def- the bills because yep. I wasn't there to keep the lights <laughs> exactly. on. Exactly. <laughs> Lil MC yeah. was there. Yeah. Well, you know, Logic retired, so then you know it's all the shit. That now. should make it, them keep the lights on even more. And <laughs> <laughs> now Logic's out of there. Oh my god. Let's see. Is it time to go? I think it's time. To go. All right. We love we're, y'all. Ratchet and Woke Podcast. You know where to find us. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Please email us. Ratchetwoke podcast at gmail.com. Ooh, look at that synergy, guys. Bobsy twins over here. Yeah. Ew. Uh, We're done. We're done.